0: Episode 61 of the All Things Strength and Wellness podcast. I'm your host, once again, Robbie Burke, and we are brought to you by upmentorship.com, one of the top strength and conditioning resources available online today. To gain instant access to almost 20 hours of online video strength and conditioning information, go to upmentorship.com and help support the show. This episode's guest is Kevin Larby from the Fit Cast podcast and Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. Kev is the head of education at MBSC. And on this show, me and Kev discussed many topics, including the recently established Functional Certified Strength Coach shirt and its upcoming date in Dublin, Ireland in February. We also discussed Body by Boyle Online, MBSC Tribe, and then we got a little more into Kevin's personal background discussing Kev's influences, the biggest things Kev has learned over the past few years, and Kev's advice to all coaches. This was a really great show, guys, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Mr. Kevin Larby, it is an absolute pleasure to finally have you on the Show as I just uh, break something in the background there, but uh, Kev, just for the listeners who aren't too familiar who you are, which won't be too many, just fill us in.
1: Yeah, like for man, I guess you and I have known each other since I started at Mike Bull Strength and Conditioning over five years ago, <laughs> uh, which is kind of crazy to say, but um, obviously, I've been working at MBSC uh since then, and uh, even before that, doing uh, stuff with uh, the Fitcast podcast, which got me to uh, into that door, I guess you'd say, being able to interview people, and uh, it's just great to see people like you also doing more podcasting stuff and getting more people on the air and spreading some just you know fantastic information.
0: Kev, could you explain maybe to the listeners what exactly is your role with with Because you have a really unique role in NBC; it's not just coaching.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I like when I went to go start at NBSC, like it was a, a situation where, um, I mean, just to take a step back, like I, I was asking Mike about going to grad school. I'm like, Mike, should I go to grad school? He's like, no, you know, it's probably not worth it for, for you. Just come in here, we'll talk for, for a little bit and we'll see what we can do. And uh, he actually ended up like offering me a job like the, the day that I, I went in and met him with the, the stipulation that I have no work for. He's like, I have no work for you. He's like, I have nothing, I have no coaching hours you can try to bring some of your clients from your your old job and bring them over here and we can see what we can build down the road. Uh, Like I said, that was like five years ago. And I think about uh, a year into that, uh, we launched Body by Boyle online, uh, which is like an educational resource where we have all of our staff meetings filmed and we even have like all of our guest lectures, our in-services filmed um, and even post our programs and stuff on there. And I kind of took that on. That was one of those things where I had some unique abilities. Uh, Being in the strength and conditioning field, not everyone is very uh, computer savvy, and being a huge nerd growing up in high school and in college, luckily I spent plenty of time uh, at home playing with my computer and learning how to use that thing to uh, my advantage. So uh, that gave me the opportunity to really head the educational uh, production stuff at our facility, and that led into. What we do with uh, licensing with MBSE Thrive, where we license gyms now, and uh, just uh, as of late, we are doing certifications uh, for for people across the country. Where we kind of looked at what everyone else was doing with certifications, and like if you ever ask Mike the question, like what, like what certification should I get? It's like they're all crap. They're all just trying to take your money. Um, and Mike was very outspoken about that. So when we kind of looked at how we could do it because that was one of the things that we got from people that came to mentorships like we want a certification like the mentorships are great going to seminars are great but we want a certification that's like an all encompassing package of what we do at MBSC and our methodologies and how we coach so we started looking at all the certifications out there and what we think they're doing wrong or what we don't like you know in terms of practices and, and things like that and how can we make sure that if you know, I'm like I've, I've been. I spent two years working on this thing, and you know, it's Mike's name, so we got to make sure that you know whatever we do, we're it's something that we can be proud of and something that we can defend against even the you know harshest of critics uh, when it comes to certifications and things like that. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a busy couple of years, I guess.
0: So the let's let's actually discuss about the 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 certification that's come out. You just said that you spent two years on the cert, really.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a case of getting the basics of what you want to have for the certification, then going back and saying, all right, how can we refine all this stuff? And then, you know, once you have some more building blocks of that, you break it all down and you take the best parts of what you had before and then you start adding some more to that. And it was lots of refinement, it's lots of discussion and making sure that... You know, when we do this, we're not gonna just going to, you know, make sure it is a uh, a cash grab. If you or in really everything that we do with at MBSC, it's really just like trying to get good information out there and making sure, like especially with the you know certified functional strength coach certification, which is a mouthful, um, you you are trying to identify the great coaches out there uh, because we we not only just like take a bunch of coaches and like throw them into an online certification. Like this isn't a thing where you're going to watch like couple seminars online, then we send you a piece of paper for 500 bucks. Uh, There's actually a required practical component, which is a huge thing that you know we all agreed on that we needed to have. So We actually make sure that people can coach this stuff, that they can demo it properly, and that they can deal with any of those situations that would pop up when someone cannot perform a certain movement pattern correctly and how to go about correcting it or regress them into a movement where they can perform that same movement pattern correctly. So. It is, you know, like I said, it, it's really like taking. Of course, my dog is now chewing. He does every podcast I do, but um, sorry about that, folks. That's all right. The, uh, the, the thing with this is, like I said, we're just trying to make sure it's something that we can be proud of and, and really just, you know, help good coaches become great and great coaches even better and then identify those great coaches out there so we can then refer out and then we can help other people identify. You know a great coach that's going to be in their area
0: so do you see long-term this being like a network of you know who's is there a is there a, you know a, a cf uh is this? C, C-F-S-C? C. yeah uh, right so, so is there is there a certified functional strength coach in you know in Birmingham, england or in, in Birmingham, america even or uh, you know massachusetts or in dublin ireland or in paris is that kind of how you're seeing this uh, you know in the next few years or, or how you'd like it to grow
1: but like we're we're gonna go really slow with it. I think we we the first one that we did was September. I think it was se- September seventh, and um, since then we've only done four certifications, and we have like about a hundred and twenty people that are certified. So we're we're going relatively slow. The first international one that we're actually gonna do is actually gonna be in. And, you know, it's part of the reason why we're talking is it's gonna be in Dublin. Uh, we're gonna be coming to Ireland to to do one since there was such a great response when Mike was out there. Uh, he actually went out. Uh, To Dublin uh, the ISCI to film functional strength coach five in front of God It must have been two or three hundred people So so we're coming out to to Ireland in February and that is going to be our our first international one but uh, we are talking with people in Germany about doing stuff and and Also in Japan, but the problem is is uh, quality control. and making sure that I, I, I need to be able to say like Robbie if you pass this and you know, even if I'm not your coach I need to make sure that I can say, you know, people can go to Robbie and he can get really the same coaching experience that we have at NBSC. I want to be able to say that if I went down and I needed someone to take my group today, I could have Robbie jump in, not miss a beat, and be able to, you know, still have a high-quality program uh, going on. Like, that's what we pride ourselves at NBSC.
0: Just for the people now listening – who kind of want to get a little more detail about exactly what to expect in a certain i know you you spoke about there's a theory part online and there's the practical but you know is there is there a time limitation also isn't the fms and precision nutrition involved so maybe just get you know the real details of what the person what what people are going to, to expect when they sign up so like have they got a certain amount of weeks to take the theory online what exactly does the practical entail? Are they coaching someone else? Do they have to just demonstrate themselves in front of, like, um, a Kevin Carr or someone from MBSC? So what exactly is the process for both the theory and the practical?
1: Absolutely, yeah. For, for Before you go into that practical, what we call, like, the practical event, which is going to be a one-day, completely hands-on, there is about four hours of lecture that you will watch online that helps you get the theory of everything that we're doing at MBSC. You take a written exam. Which is fifty questions, multiple choice, just to make sure you understand the basics and you like I said, you understand the principles of what we do before you come to the practical. So we can spend that time focusing exclusively on coaching and implementation of our program. So is like I said, it's it's not gonna be a case of you know, we're we're just gonna have you go online and you watch some videos and we say you pass. We actually need to be able to see that you can coach this stuff. So when you come to one of these events. You're going to be in a group with uh, up to 14 people per coach, so it's also not going to be one coach with like 60 people in a room. There's no way one coach can coach 60 people and make sure that they're doing stuff correctly and then giving them feedback. So we have uh, small groups just like we have at MBSC for these certifications. And uh, when you get there, you're actually going to be paired up with someone else. So maybe you and I would be in the same group, we'd be paired up, and then I would be coaching you, and you would be coaching me throughout the day on all this stuff. We really encourage to make sure that you guys are getting really good communication. That's something that, like, we just did one two weeks ago that I that I um, hosted, and you know, I kept drilling into people's head like you want to make sure that you take advantage of each other throughout the day. Practice the coaching of all these movements. Practice the demonstration of all these movements. Like you're almost getting ready for a play or for acting. Um, to make sure that you can recite these lines, and it's it's simple stuff. Like now, when you've been doing, like I've been, like I said, at NBSC for going on my sixth year, like when I go and do a group, it's almost just uh, autopilot for a lot of the coaching, uh, you know, cues and stuff like that that I use. So um, we're trying to help people understand that stuff. So you're gonna be with that same person throughout the day. You're gonna be going through our movement stuff, our lifting, our activation, uh, plows, you know, ballistics, all that stuff. And then at the end of the day, uh, you're going to be tested, like I said, on your ability to coach and demonstrate this stuff. So I might say, Robbie, all right, Robbie, I'm going to need you to do a real fit elevated split squat. I want you to coach me on how to do it. I want you to demo how to do it while giving coaching cues. And then if you do all that stuff correctly and afterwards, um, I would say, all right, so say you have someone that cannot do a real fit elevated split squat correctly, how would you regress them and show me that movement? and then coach me on how to do that movement. So obviously for that example, we might do a couple of things. We could do an eccentric rear foot elevated split squat where we'd have five second lowering, or we could do something like a split squat just on the ground, just a basic, you know, 90, 90, starting from the bottom up split squat. Um, so you know, again, it's, it is like, I mean, Rob, you firsthand of, of how we coach at MBSC and really how in depth and how much we really value. Uh, the the coaching it's our program is nothing really special it's how we implement that program with the people that come into our facility which makes you know MBSC get that number one gym in America you know uh, label
0: it's funny you mentioned about the cues because I remember when I was when I entered the boils like uh, I think it was Jamie Rodriguez and Nicole would say like you know there's times where like we didn't even need to be there you could just like press a recorder and it could just be putting out the same you know three to five cues over and over again totally.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like I mean, even when I was, you know, it's the stuff that I got when I was interning at Cresties before going to Boyle, it's like, you know, chest up, shoulders back, like you have a couple things that you're going to always see when people are doing certain movements. And even if, I mean, it is, just to bring up one of those things that Mike brings up a lot, uh, I think it was like my second staff meeting, uh, because I was like, Mike, you know, I came in today, and I know the groups were kind of crazy today, but, you know, things didn't look so good, like. How shitty is too shitty? Like, how, you know, how how bad should this? Like, how bad can this stuff look before you start like stopping everything and then having to go through stuff? Um, and that's where we started talking about just how we need to make sure that we are getting these pro- proper coaching cues, whether it be like a dumbbell row, which can be rather difficult to coach if you have new athletes that don't understand, you know, proper posture and how to actually uh, understand where their body is in space, uh, or things like. Oh, God, like, if you, if you want to, we could talk about deadlifting or maybe even push-ups for hours about how people can mess that stuff up and how you have to constantly be giving them the same coaching cues over and over again. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's, it's not just, like, the coaching cues. It's, like, all right, it's, it's what do you do when you've had that athlete or client, you've been talking to them for five minutes, trying to cue them into a proper movement pattern. You know, what do you do? <laughs> Excuse me, how do you, you know, then regress them into something that is going to be uh, – that there's something that they're capable of doing and you're still getting benefits out of it
0: it's funny i remember that staff meeting i was i was still interning with at that staff meeting it was funny
1: yeah i I felt like i felt like an ass because it was i think it was my very first staff meeting uh so i was the new kid coming in having not interned at mbsc and then just basically crapping on the coaching of the previous but i I actually
0: i can remember that too because i remember jamie rodriguez was still there and like me and him were saying you know like the younger kids they might need something a little more aggressive like for the remember the push-ups we were talking about and i mean mm-hmm. you were you know we, we you were involved in this as well and, you know certain things like you know they probably should be doing the trap bar straight away and that's when like the kettlebell deadlift so it, it's funny you can see that evolution there but i i remember at that time you know kind of just being a little more sort of um cautious with the younger kids at the time and so it's funny it's funny that you brought that up well um, yeah
1: it's something that we always still fight with like right now i take primarily middle school groups, which is ages 10 to you know roughly 14. Um, so you tend to get a lot of really, you know, kids with not necessarily poor movement patterns, but just don't have the fundamentals to move correctly yeah. once they walk through that door. So even, I mean, that's why I love taking them is it's like constantly, I love fixing things. I love correcting things. And you know, helping, you know, mold something into something that looks very athletic and that looks great. So, um, you know, that is why we, we I, I guess I, I would say I spend even even more time going and, and working on the, the middle school programming just because it is even that much more uh, difficult to, to implement that stuff and make sure that you're getting something of quality out of them.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like when when I came back from my internship with Boyles, like everyone was like, oh, we well, train like, you know, pro athletes and I was like I was like, not really I was like my, the majority of my time I spent with just high school kids and they were like oh and they were you can kind of see that, like, they had this like mild disappointment and I was like you don't understand like that made me a far better coach because I was getting these kids coming in from week one and they were mm-hmm. as you, you said you know there was great diversity you know you have some kids that were just great athletes straight away and you have these other kids who were shy and awkward a bit overweight a bit clumsy you know not great communication skills wouldn't make eye contact and then 10 weeks later like this kid was like he was completely transformed, like he was, you know, mm-hmm. leaner, happier, joking around, you know, messing, it was yeah. just, you know, so like, that was sort of the real eye-opener for me when I entered at Boyles was, you know, again, the kind of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, the old Benjamin Franklin thing, or I think it's Benjamin Franklin, I know Mike always quotes it, and uh, just the whole sort of, you know, people... Your people skills and coaching that's what i really really got when i my internship was but it's great to see that the evolution now you know you can kind of see it with this cert that the evolution of boils over the last number of years since i've interned and since you've got involved it's it's really good to see that it's, it's kind of coming together in this certification
1: well yeah and it's like like just going off of what you just said those are that's the most fulfilling athlete to ever coach because for, for me personally growing up i was really overweight unathletic so when i can help a kid that might be you know 15 or 20 pounds overweight at the age of you know, 12 or 13 who is that just like you said that kid who comes in who's super self-conscious who is super nervous but then when you see them you know able to do super cool stuff like doing three body weight pull-ups like doing things like uh you know goblet squat with 60 pounds at 12 13 years old where they can say yeah that was badass like i you know i don't need to you know feel bad I can look at this and say, yeah, I'm a strong kid and I'm able to do some really awesome stuff. I'm able to be better at this than a lot of other people that may be teasing me at school. So just seeing that kind of change in people's uh, personality and confidence throughout 12 weeks is, it is really, we don't do this for the money. Like that is, that is really why we, we do what we do. yeah.
0: yeah. So at, at the end of the show, Kev, we'll give more details. And obviously in the show notes, I'll put up the link to, uh, to that first certification in Europe to, on, in Dublin on, on February 21st next year. So for everyone that's to listening to that wants to come to that, I've already actually had a few Facebook sort of uh, messages from, from friends, you know, people in England and Wales saying, you know, where exactly is this place? Is the airport nearby? So you can see that the interest is already pretty big already.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the number one problem that we've had is that people are like waiting for us to come to them. Uh, And I even got some questions from people that uh, are in England or, like, in the, you know, area of England and asking for, you know, us to come out there. And I'm like, to be honest, like, we're just going to be going to Dublin for – we're going to be in Ireland. If you want to be in that area, like, we're only going to be going to Ireland, I can say, until maybe the end of 2015, if it's in 2015, just because the way that we built this is that it is run by our staff. Like, it's not – you know, we don't have a dedicated – group of people that are going to be doing these certifications every weekend. We have to have, uh, you know, concerns about the quality of coaching at our gym and to make sure that we're not mailing it in or phoning it in, you know, when we come out to see you, when we come out to see you and, like, there's, oh, God, I get, like, if we have gotten so many great testimonials just about people saying how great of an experience it is, and obviously, I'm super biased, and you don't have to believe me. You can you can see their testimonials and stuff, but, you um, you know that is is just awesome to see that we can make such a big difference in, you know, the online stuff, and then coming to that one day practical for, you know, nine or ten hours, how much you can get out of it as a coach and and a business owner. But yeah, let's talk about other stuff. I feel like I'm plugging stuff a lot, so um i don't know if there's anything else you want to discuss
0: Uh, listen there there's nothing wrong with with plugging something if if there's true integrity integrity behind it and and without question there is like i you know people kind of barely feel ashamed pushing their old their own stuff but like i mean if it's if if it's a genuine product that you truly truly believe in then you know you'd be only doing people a disservice by not putting it out there so listen i i listen i know mike i know you i know the mbsc crew like it's just like, it's a no-brainer that's going to be top class, particularly for, you know, those younger coaches, those intermediate coaches who really getting into the field and get a feel for the field, you know. it's, it's an Well, no-brainer that's the thing be that
1: like. we've been getting the most of is, is uh, gym owners that are sending their new hires to us yeah, and exactly, that want them yeah. to get up to speed as fast as possible because you come out of college, like, you're going to be really green. Like, you're not going to, you know, have a lot of the, the coaching time uh, but we try to really, you know, jumpstart that and and get the ramp-up process going uh, really fast.
0: I tell you what we'll do, Kev. Right, just just while we're on NBSC, just again for the listeners, let's just touch on body by Boyle and Thrive. Um, just maybe because maybe just people that have seen it and they're like well, what's what's body by boil what's tribe is are they the same thing what's the difference so maybe just sure. clear that clear that up for people and then after that let's get into more about you and uh, you know you're not just a a products guy or you're not just a tech guy you know you do coach and you, you love to train you love nutrition you love health and we'll just we'll get, get in a little bit of your opinions and some of that stuff so let's just talk about body by boil i i personally am on that and like it's ridiculous the amount of video content on it, and I, I, just for people that are listening, it's not just like Mike for two hundred hours, or whatever. It's like he's getting like people in Weingroff, Joel Jameson, yeah. uh, Joe San, uh, uh, Robert Dos from Medios uh, the 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 PRI stuff on it is brilliant. So yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. just you know tell people how did that come about and then exactly what to expect on it. I I think it's a it's a brilliant resource.
1: Well, it is just simply—it's like our our facility is a reality show where we film everything that goes on there that's worth filming. Uh, whether it's our staff meetings every single week, so you get to see, like, kind of pretty, open, like in-depth look at how things go. Like, we don't really sugarcoat anything in those staff meetings. I, I was just—I
0: I was just gonna <laughs> say that. I was just—you know—when you when you said reality show, so that's actually perfect because it's it's probably funnier for me watching because i've interned there but it's so funny when i like, i see like mike having a joke with like bunky or, or gabe and i'm just like yeah. it's so funny like there is absolutely like no editing it's so like in that type of stuff it's so good
1: no and it and it is like the it is it covers the real problems that go on in our facility when mike sees something that is not up to par where, where we need it to be whether it be on the business side of things the coaching side of things or the programming side of things. Like we go through our programs and, you know, break them down uh, to kind of see how we can improve them every single phase. Like we just spent about two staff meetings just going over our overhead athlete program because we obviously have our baseball guys coming in, so it's the winter now. Um, so we spent a lot of time doing that. And like you said, for, for in-services, like that, that is obviously the best part. After being there for five years, I've seen a lot of staff meetings, but the real big deal is when you have people like Charlie Weingroff in, um, you have like people, like you said, Joe Sansalone. Uh We've had Dan John come in multiple times and, and do basically like these are seminar level, seminar level talks. Like these are hour and a half, two hour long talks. Mike Mullen is coming from PRI and he's done about six hours of talks on that. PR, that that, that, info, that,
0: info, that information from Mike Mullen is like outstanding. Like,
1: like oh, he- it's like Mike. I, I I've had Mike Mullen on a couple times for the fake ass too, and he's just. Um, he, he's really got a great way of explaining, like PRI, if you jump in uh, and that's Postural Pastor, uh, Restoration Institute if you jump in and you just kind of look at their stuff or you see one talk you'll have no idea what they're talking about because they use lots of acronyms and um, lots of phrases that you might not be familiar with, I don't care how long that you've coached, I don't care if you're in a physical therapy Like you might get a little confused about what's going on but um, he's coming in and helped break things down and, yeah. and show us with some hands-on stuff or we can get some real-life application for the PRI practices, and that's actually made a really big difference in how we we program our athlete and our adult programs. And like spending five minutes breathing, or even three minutes breathing before training, uh, for me personally has made a, a huge difference. From a guy that has torn his pec twice on one side, once on the other, and then having you know the ability to actually bench again. Has been gigantic for me, and I can only really point towards the breathing stuff because that's the only point where things started actually feeling good uh, when it came to any co- kind of horizontal pressing. But um, yeah, and like we've had Sue Falsone come in, we've had um, guest lectures to talk about like motivation. Uh, like it is, it is really just whenever someone is in town. Uh, we've even had uh, I forget is I think is it, it might have been Josh. Acock, I think, who was coming in from Athletes Performance, and he talked about his whole uh, experience uh, training the Chinese Olympic team. Yeah,
0: that 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 was that was a really interesting talk. They just like, oh man, they were just like you remember? Do you remember the bit where he was like, uh, was it with the gymnast, the, the gym-ass girls, and like he was saying he'd be like, are you not going to eat supper tonight? And they go, no, no, Coach, i I too fat, I go bed. Yeah. I was like, oh my god.
1: Oh, the, 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 the story, and again, it's it's not really sugar-coated, I guess his his contract was up or whatever, so he could say anything, or I guess they'll, they'll probably never see it anyways, but, yeah. um, you know, how they, like, in, in China, they're really just, they're just lucky because they have such a high population, they have such a big pool of athletes to pick from, they can just beat the shit. Out of all these young athletes, and whoever survives is the one that's on top, and that's the one that they bring to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like in terms of training, in terms of uh, psychology and nutrition. Um, it, that I mean, that was super fascinating. I hope we can get more stuff like that down the road. But and it's um, fu-
0: it's funny too because li- literally only last week I, I was watching an old DVD. It's the the, the central. that was it? Central or what is it? Virginia Central Virginia Sports Performance Seminar. The one Jay J- Jay does. And uh, it was from two thousand eleven, and, and he had a Chinese guy on talk about the Chinese sports system, and he was just like he goes in China we do not care about silver and uh, bronze it's only gold only gold yeah. and it was funny because that's exactly what he said he was like they don't if you get silver or bronze like you're you're like it's not that you're a disgrace it's like it's just no one cares it's like it's only if you're gold you'll be a hero like so it was it was funny like sorry if I found my Chinese impression there yeah the uh,
1: the the big thing with with all this stuff is that. You know, we just want to make sure that people can, if, if you're like a member, you can really get a very similar experience that our coaches are getting in terms of educational content. Yeah. Um, That's one of Mike's biggest thing is continuing education. That's why we have all these people come in. That's why he spends thousands of dollars to send our coaches to seminars and to uh, bring in guest speakers. Uh, the, so- Bill,
0: the Bill Knowles stuff well, I thought was very good too, Kevin, but, uh, from the winter seminar last year.
1: Yeah, and then well, that's the thing. It's like we film. We do a winter seminar every year. We film it. We just it's for Body by Boyle online. and It's for the people that attend. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, whether it's stuff like that, or even uh, Mike's perform better talks, and even yeah. we film some other people. Like we filmed Dose Remedioses, uh perform better talk uh, from from last year, and you know we post as much as we possibly can. We ask everyone if we can film stuff, and uh, we we always try to make sure there's great stuff on there. And I think it's been going on for about. I think we're go, going into our fourth year with it No, it makes sense Yeah, fourth year And there's like over 230 hours of just video It's like, it's gross And then, like I said, there's all of our programs and stuff around there So if you want to see what we're doing with our athletes and clients Now uh, you can check that out too Yeah,
0: yeah And what exactly is the, the tribe, MBSC tribe? I get a lot of questions oh, yeah. that it's, it's like it's the licensing of the, the MBSC system So just maybe for the, the business owners out there Who are kind of querying about that
1: Yeah, this like you said, it it is for business owners. It's for people that own their own facility or want to open their own facility, and they want to jumpstart in terms of how to do all the management stuff. But it's also, you know, and covers all of our coaching, and and you get all of our programming through that, um, and a lot more. Excuse me, a lot more support. We we spend a lot of time with the operators at those gyms, making sure that you know they're having the same exact success that they're like we're having in, in Massachusetts. But in their, uh, you know, their neck of the woods, like we even have a couple international. We have a couple in Canada, and now we are partnered with Men's Health. So uh, we're working with Men's Health to, you know, help spread the name, to help with uh, the name recognition, and then also for uh, getting added benefits for, for people that are part of that network. So uh, yeah, MBSC Thrive is like really it is like the the elite level where body bubble online it's like something if you're just you know a personal trainer or if you're someone who's just like really interested in this stuff you can sit on that thing for for hours and watch hours and hours and hours, and hours of talks um, and you'll you'll really never get get bored and get you know through all of it because we post a, probably about four hours of video a month like it is uh it's quite a bit
0: mm. all right so that brings us up to, to the first half an hour which is almost perfect so we can kind of say right here the first half an hour was just about the CERT and then, uh, Body by wild Online and Tribe. Second half of an hour, let's get more into Kevin Larrabee and Kevin's thoughts on a, a few things within the strength and conditioning profession. So, Kev, what would you say, in your opinion, is the biggest problem you see in our profession?
1: In our profession, well, there's there's so many different layers to it. Uh, it depends what layer you want. If you want to talk to the the people that are, are probably listening to this, um, I would say they are... It's a good and a bad thing, but there's just so much information out there that is uh, conflicting and uh, biased. Yeah. So uh, I would say, for for people out there, make sure that you're you're listening to people and you're following people that uh, have a good track record, actually train people, uh, and don't you know just write stuff online. And you make sure that you are uh, getting quality information that is also backed by research and. Uh, again, there's so many different this because you can get into this and you can talk about the people that just argue online all day about this stuff, which I think is, is something that you should really try to avoid. You should just find people that you know and you can trust, people like like Dan John or uh, you know Sue Falcone, people whose content that you can read and that you can trust without having to worry about the legitimacy of what they're talking about, whether they've actually tried it with real people. And if it is uh, backed by by research, or I should say at least that it is, um, you know, tried and, and tested, and making sure that it is good stuff out there. Because there's a new book that comes out every week. You look on Facebook, you look on Twitter. There's someone you know selling a new book, and even with like the FitCast. I I'm not joking when I say I get at least a half a dozen emails a week from people asking to come on the show to promote said product, uh, and I turn them down just because it's like, like I don't need to like I selfishly the fit ass is a lot more like I wanna to talk to people that I'm interested in talking to. I don't want to talk to someone who's gonna tell me about a new fat loss training program that is basically like EDT like escalated density training from fifteen years ago repackaged into a new ebook. Um, so that that's what I'd say for people out there, just make sure that you you know, you know where your information is coming from. It's from people that you can trust and, you know, try to follow it to the T. Try not to put your own spin on it and make sure it is not what you actually read but it is like your version of what you read if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah i know i know what you're saying yeah, definitely definitely yeah because it's 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 tricky though to the same time kind of releasing products because you know for me personally i'm like i don't want to be reinventing the wheel but then you kind of see other people and it's kind of like it's kind of like they nearly are repackaging stuff and there is people actually out there kind of purchase like you know buying it and making profit off it so it's kind of it's kind of hard to know to sometimes isn't it but i i understand what you're saying that you know you don't want to just be as you said selling edt 10 years down the road going well this this, this is this is Charles sales <laughs> <So> you just <laughs> completely stole this but it's, it's it's hard like because i suppose there's only so much like there's nothing really out there that's 100 percent new is there really it's just kind of different takes and perspective on things but i get what you're saying too it's definitely a valid point
1: yeah i mean i mean there there is i mean people can can help translate information for, for a better way for people to digest it yeah yeah
0: that's a good way of saying that yeah definitely that's that's a better way so or, or kind of i understand that yeah because like they again i'm saying there's nothing like maybe tremendously massively new out there but definitely like if i listen to say like a james smith the thinker versus mike boyle i'll definitely take two completely different things away from each even though maybe what they're talking about isn't anything necessarily brand new in the world of training
1: yeah, and I think as long as you're talking about your experience with using the practices and principles that you're trying to sell on people, then awesome. Yeah. Um, right. But I think there's there's some people who just look at a headline on a website, you know, that a new ath ap- or a new like celebrity is, is training a certain way and like, oh man, I get to, you know, cash in on how, you know, Tobey Maguire is training for Spider Man or something like that. So
0: yeah, um,
1: right. I would just kind of be wary of that stuff and just make sure that you. You see the people that have been doing it for a while and that have been getting results with their clients. And, you know, if that's, you know, if that's what they're doing, then it's, it's probably good information. And worst case scenario with like 99% of the stuff that's sold out there, there's a money back guarantee, just like for Body by Bow Online, you get to try it out for like 60 days. And if you don't think it's worth it, just let us know and cancel it or we'll refund your money. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Who would you say Kevin have been your biggest influences? Like not 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 only within you know strength and condition, but just even in your life.
1: Um, that's weird. I've never gotten this question. <laughs> I, the pe- people. The only question I always get asked is if people know that I interned at Cresties or I worked at Cresties and then I worked at Boyle's Was what's the difference between the two? And <laughs> uh, there's there's no doubt that. Uh, starting off when i started getting into this stuff while i was still in college i reached out when i started like the fitcast i, I started talking to eric Cressy, and at that time he was working at a, a really small gym and he like basically said you know i know you don't got you don't got a lot of money just come come these days come like monday tuesday thursday friday at uh 5 30 and just jump in with a group don't worry about you know money or anything like that just you know, get it as a learning experience, think of it as like a non-internship internship. Um, and, you know, he immediately, you know, opened up and allowed me to, to get in a fantastic experience in terms of, oh, God, like I just in three months in the summer between college, I learned so much from from Eric, uh, just in terms of programming, coaching cues. And then he even let me like kind of as a joke, but kind of really uh, I would train his would then be future wife. Um, while they were dating, like he would kind of say, all right, this is your test subject. You know, go and go and train her. So uh, Anna was like my very first uh, client, I guess you would say, outside of outside of college. But um, yeah, I learned a lot from from Eric. And then, uh, of course, I would probably have to put Boyle up there. I mean, like Boyle, like Mike for me was the second book I ever bought was Mike Boyle's uh, I forget what it was called, but it was his, it's this really old book with the guy standing on, like, a BOSU ball or oh, something f- like that. Functional
0: training for sports.
1: Yeah, functional training for sports. So I, I bought that when I was in college. And then I think literally the same time I bought uh, Mark Verstegen's Core Performance.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and actually, that was when I was in high school. So, I mean, those were definitely my, my early influences. And um, when I went to work at MBSC, like, I was still very much... Dedicated to what I learned working at or interning at Crushy Performance um, and was very uh, resistant to changing things like going back to like predominantly using low handle trap bar deadlift. And if people can't use low hard trap bar deadlift, then you know they shouldn't be trap bar deadlifting like the whole building strength on dysfunction FMS stuff. So Uh, I was very resistant to that, but uh, over the years, i basically come to see eye to eye with Mike and I I can, if we have our, and you watch our staff meetings, like I'm the guy in the back who is always, you know, raising his hands and like, actually, you know, why aren't we doing this? Um, And we're able to make changes on that in terms of our program based off of what the coaches think we should do differently. Um, We don't always get to get our way. Um, but Mike always listens to us to see uh, our feedback but uh, now I will say in terms of like mentors I've learned so much from from Mike Boyle not only in terms of coaching and programming but how to treat people Um, he is the him and Bob Hanson who you also know he's he's Mike's business partner at MBSC um, they have been absolutely fantastic to me uh, in terms of basically giving me the ball and letting me run with it whenever I have an idea of what to do um, at the facility, whether it comes to, you know, programming or for the the educational content that we put out there and producing that stuff. And it's allowed me to do lots of traveling and, uh, you know, be where I am today. And and just like same thing, like I, my my dad has been sick for a while and, and they basically said, do whatever you need to do. Like, don't worry about hours, don't worry about coaching. You just, you know, try to get your work done and you know there was like three weeks where I wasn't at the facility like I just disappeared and even now today uh, I'm only there about three days a week because I'm working on other stuff and focusing um, on you know creation of, of content and like the business side of things so uh, they've been fantastic in terms of being flexible and just showing like you know how how you should treat how you should treat employees and people um, and, and being fair like you've like I said Robbie you know those guys personally and uh, you know, people can go online and get in arguments about Mike Boyle's theories and stuff and how we program. Um, but I don't think you really have uh, a light to stand on when it comes to uh, him as a person, uh, because he is just an incredibly nice and genuine guy who has taken me on trips. I've flown with him. I've stayed in a hotels room with the guy, and uh, just been able to get to know him over these last couple of years has been fantastic. So um, it would have to definitely be. Those two guys, and then in terms of one more, I, I gotta say Dan John, uh, just in terms of being a fantastic person, showing me how I should treat people and how you don't need to necessarily worry about every single thing when it comes to programming. Uh, I think Dan John has some of the best programming out there uh, and the best you know practices when it comes to creating programs. Uh, so I think you're you're really crazy if you're not you know reading his stuff uh, you know reading never let go uh looking at easy strength like he he's just absolutely fantastic and one of the most generous and, and giving guys out there so it's
0: funny uh, i just i three. i literally just reread never let go uh for a second time just literally finished it last week because we we uh, had dan john over with with Thomas plummer there at the end of the month mm-hmm. and yeah i c- i can only obviously with mike and Bob like c- I can only second what you said i mean they're they're what we call here in ireland legends <laughs> they're just absolute gents and yeah. i i all say that about mike you know whenever i'm talking to some other coaches who as you say wouldn't see eye to eye with mike's sort of coaching philosophy i'd always prefer to say listen say what you want about mike as a coach but you can't question him as a, as a man or a human being he's an absolute you know absolute gentleman he's he's one of the most genuine human beings you can meet so mm-hmm. Um. uh But Dan John oh, is an absolute legend. I was the first time I ever got to meet Dan face to face, and uh, you know, obviously. Oh really? Yeah, I never met Dan before, so obviously I was with him for the day at the seminar and spoke to him a little bit on uh, on lunch about free will. So that was that was a good conversation with Dan, and then at the end of the day, I got to drive him back to the hotel. So I had twenty minutes, just uh, me and, and a, another friend of mine called Tommy Mooney in the car. Tommy was actually driving, and we got twenty minutes me and Tommy one on one with Dan. So that was that was incredible, you know
1: yeah it's a it is just a really great industry there's lots of fantastic people it is just always about going out and you know putting out a hand and and saying hi can really change your career like i don't know where i would be if i didn't email mike if i didn't send him without one email six years ago i don't know where i would be today to be honest i don't even know if i'd be in this industry i could be i could have been somewhere else so
0: yeah to t- actually tell the story because th- i was really uh Really found this story amazing, uh, fascinating. You were meant to intern at Boyle's, was it in two thousand eight? But you got an internship at, uh, was it at MTV? Oh yeah.
1: Oh my God. I don't even know. I, I can't realize I even told you this, but yeah, I I was to, towards the end of college, like up until I would say, let's take a step back. When I was probably fifteen, I really knew I wanted to do something like this. Like I wanted to be the Boston Celtics strength and conditioning coach. Like that was my goal. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, but really, it was a case of I was. Know, 220 pounds of pure, like, unathletic, you know, fat, basically. I was just a really fat kid, so um, I spent the summer in between uh, school years getting in a really great shape. Like, I dropped 35 pounds in three months, which, um, you know, you can kind of do, I guess, as a kid as you start exercising every single day and starting to, to eat something that, uh, not having... Fried food every single day, not going to McDonald's multiple times per week, can have a big change in your life. But um, as I spent like six years going towards that goal, I was, I was getting to the last year of college. I was like, maybe I, should, maybe I should look at something else. Maybe I should make sure I'm not making a mistake and not going into something like my dad was a sports writer growing up, so I had a, a lot of influence uh, there in terms of writing and. Again, just producing content. Like that. I would say more than anything, that's what I like doing is uh producing whether it's video or, or writing or like pot like podcasts. There's there's like six hours six hundred hours of me talking on the internet on podcasts. Um, but with that last year of college, I'm like maybe I should take a look around. So I started looking at internships uh for editorial spots and uh primarily in video games. Like I was looking for uh, getting into the, the video game writing business, and uh, I ended up lucking out at MTV at really what is GameTrailers.com with an internship there. So I moved out to Santa Monica for three years after my last year of college. Uh, instead of, I had to make that, I made a phone call to Mike saying, after I had been accepted, like he did it as a favor to me because I think I even did it like last minute in terms of the the internship. He's like, yeah, don't don't worry about it, I'll, I'll make sure you get in. And then i make that phone call. I'm like, yeah, Mike, I'm actually going to not do the NBSC internship. And instead, I'm going to go fly 3,000 miles to Santa Monica, California. And I'm going to work at MTV for three months and see if I want to do the the writing thing. Uh, luckily, there was a, the economy was terrible. Um, and there, they weren't going to be hiring anyone, even though I, I busted my ass for three months. Like, I literally, I didn't leave my computer for three months working for that place. Uh, but I'd never there was never going to be really any opportunities to live out there financially. So, um, I ended up emailing Eric Cressy and then saying, Eric, can I come in and intern at Cressy performance? So I literally emailed him, got on a plane three days later, flew home. And then the next day I was interning at Cressy performance. So, um, it, it kind of all, I just like, it's my life. Things just kind of seem to work themselves out. I've just been very, uh, lucky in that way, I guess
0: you make your own look kev i guess
1: i guess so i guess you just gotta do good things do good things and good things happen or something like that
0: what would you say have been the biggest changes or the biggest things you've learned over the last number of years uh so we'll go with something in the training field and then something just personally like a, a life sort of lesson like what are the biggest sort of changes that you've made in training and in life
1: uh, for, for for training, I think the there, there's two big things in the last couple of years, and that is, and it almost sounds like a, a cop-out, but one is, is the PRI stuff, the breathing stuff is super fascinating to me, um, just in the, the the context of it having a very big change on how I perform in the gym and how it makes me feel before training. Um, and it could just be a thing of just getting in a little more oxygen, like really big deep breaths before Going in and train and really just getting a lot of oxygen in your system, but uh, to be honest, for me, I've had pelvic alignment issues and uh, all of these these problems because of how I sit down when I'm at a desk or even how I'm standing. Like I'm standing right now and I'm like standing on one leg, on my right leg, uh, just because that's you know how we stupid humans are sometimes. And uh, the the effect that that's had on me and also uh, the implementation of uh, kettlebells in the training. Um, you know, again the. I, I can really uh, say that, you know, things like Turkish get-ups and kettlebell swings and goblet squats have had a huge uh, influence in how I move today and how I'm able to perform just because I'm not, I don't want to, like when I was training at Kressy's and when I left, like my goals, like I don't care, like whatever, uh, whatever I need to do to deadlift more, squat more, and bench more, I don't care. Um, where today, where I'm doing uh, more coaching and I'm doing more like day-to-day stuff, working in business. Um, and it is much more of just, I want to move and feel great. Uh, I don't want to have low back pain. I don't want to say, yeah, my shoulder hurts today. Like, your shoulder shouldn't just always hurt. Like, your hip shouldn't always hurt. You shouldn't always have low back pain. If you're doing that stuff, if you're training through that shit, like, that's stupid. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, like, in, in offending people, but that is a really dumb thing to do because it can have real-life effect on your future when it comes to, like things like I want to have a family someday and I don't want to not be able to like pick my kid up because my shoulder has been destroyed. I've, you know, torn my pec multiple times where I can't raise my right arm above my head. Um, I I want to be able to do that stuff. So for me, I guess in terms of a programming mindset for myself and how I look at programming, uh, things have changed quite a bit. Not from just deadlifting as much as possible to, you know, maybe deadlifting. So basically, you know, what I was just saying is, you know, making sure that uh, you you kind of, for, for me getting older, like I'm 28, I'm not that old, but i uh, reprioritizing, you know, my goals in terms of performance and what I want to get out of my, you know, three or four days of, of lifting a week has, has changed quite a bit. Um, in terms of life stuff, uh, I've learned, man, it depends how personal I want to get on this podcast, but... Get um, as personal as you want, Kev, personal as you want. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe two things. One, we, we actually just had our our meetings. Like we have uh, meetings with, with our, our Mike and Bob uh, every year. And uh, one, thing is they, one of the things that they told me is I, I just need to chill out. Like I need to stop worrying about everything and making sure that everything, being in like almost a management position now, I'm constantly stressed out about making sure things are getting done and making sure everything is where it needs to be. So uh, one thing that I'm trying to be more cognizant about is, Needing to relax, but it's not just in terms of work, but uh, I've been like this ever since I was growing up, just like always worrying about, you know, things like food, (laughs) like for for people that if you listen to the fitcast, like one of the things that uh, I've talked about a lot on there and I've had like Nia Shanks to talk about uh, eating habits is just like worrying about, you know, oh man, like did I get enough protein in at this meal and, you know, leading to overthinking about food, being obsessed about food and things like that. So for for me, over the last couple of months, I've been just doing a much better job at relaxing and focusing more about just getting in great nutrition and not necessarily worrying about, yeah, if you go out, if you have a beer or two, don't worry about it. If you're going to have, you know, uh, a hamburger or something like that, don't worry about it too, too much. And, uh, you know, the context is is important here because this is coming from someone that was Get a six-pack. Like I'm never gonna be able to do that, um, just because of how my, I guess my body is, and how, uh, you know, how I am uh, psychologically. But um, I think that would be one thing I would, I would tell people is try to, don't, don't worry about asking people for what they really think about, you know, how you're acting and or, or how you are. Um, just think about it for a second, and then forget about it. You know, do something about it. Try to uh, you know, make yourself a better person. It's not impossible. Um, it's really not. And I guess the the other thing that I've learned is that as an, like an introvert needing to be more social and how much of it, like how much of a vast difference that makes on your life when it just, it's, it's the, it's a stupid Jim Carrey movie, but that movie, yes, where you just start saying yes to everything, uh, start saying yes as much as possible. When people ever ask you for help or to go do something, just say yes. And you'll realize once you're there doing it, or once it's you know you've done it, that you're going to be much better off saying having said yes and just you know staying home and then going to bed at like 9:30 at night because you thought you had a long day. You know it's okay to, to lose a little sleep, go out and have some you know fun, and just really think about things in life. Is it going to be you know that extra hour of sleep that you get? Is it going to be you know making sure that you locked in your nutrition today, or is it going to be like one of the most fun nights that I've ever had is after the Function Strength Coach 5 seminar is going out with the I, I guys and just going out for a night out in town in Dublin. And that was literally, I swear to God, it was one of the best nights of my life uh, was, was, was going out with all those guys and just having a crazy-ass night in, in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I, you, you kind of know who you are. If, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, like, that might be me, I, I can't tell you how much of a difference that's made in my life is to just say yes, and whenever you're invited to stuff, go. Like, almost try to keep yourself as busy as possible um, while still living getting a good book every now and then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever uh, recontact that uh, that girl you met that night?
1: <laughs> I did, yeah. Facebook friends were there on, on Facebook. Uh, it's... Uh, it was yeah. That's that's sometimes you you go out in the, in Dublin and you start meeting random people at night and you walk around Dublin until five in the morning and then you get back to the hotel at six thirty and then you have to leave at seven for a flight and you try not to throw up on the whole ride to the airport and then then try not to throw up on that you're on the line for security and then you try not to throw up the whole time that you're flying back to Boston. So that was that was a lot of fun that day.
0: Yeah yeah that was good stuff. Um. Just one thing I've actually wanted to ask, Kev. Just uh, there's so many products that people put out nowadays, and as as someone with your sort of expertise on sort of you know fitness products, etc., what are sort of the, the biggest type of problems you see? Like I suppose, you know, you're kind of you are a professional in this field. Like what what if someone if somebody wants to put out a product, what would you recommend to them? You know, what what would be your big your big sort of uh, um, rocks if you like with regards to information on that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think number one, and I, I think you're starting to see a trend towards this, is to not have. People say it works. People say that like super long, stupid sales page works with all the you know the flashy stuff in it. But um, you know, I've this is me personally. I've come to appreciate more of just like a simple style. Like I think uh, larry Draper at On Target Publishing um, does an amazing job because it's just like here's the information. This is what's going to be in the book or the DVD here, grab it. It's not, you know, an upsell every five seconds to something else, um, which I mean, th- those are fine if you're giving people, you know, high quality stuff. But uh, I, th- I think for, for me personally, it's just, you know, trusting the people that if they want it, they're going to buy it. Um, and if you need to, you know, spend 14,000 words convincing them, uh, you know, maybe that, that that is a problem. And I'm not going to ever uh, talk down to people trying to make money. Uh, you gotta, you gotta make a living and stuff like that. But, um, for me in terms of what I look at when I, people come to me and ask to promote stuff, um, it is, it's kind of like what I look at. It's like how, how far are you going to be back in that Ryan Lee sales page setup, uh, versus, you know, here's two or three pages of copy and I'm just explaining to you what you're going to get in it. I'm going to explain what you're going to get out of it and you know, why you should buy this. And like I said, for like all this stuff, there's a money back guarantee for ninety nine percent of the stuff out there, so you're not really running into a lot of risk. Um, so I would just, like you said, uh, make sure you're getting the information across and make sure that you are, you know, putting something out that you you know you're proud to put your name on, uh, and not something that you would be afraid to show your parents or something that you'd be afraid to show, you know maybe the parents of a of a girl that you just met and you're going to meet their parents would you be willing to show them that sales page that might sound like a weird way of saying it but um, like if that sales page was almost a representation of the kind of person that you want to put out there uh, or a part of your personality I guess yeah that's
0: really good inf- that's really good uh, information
1: but also I'm not selling anything so you know like I said I Maybe if, if if there's if there's a better way to sell something, I think you should you should try to do it. Just because at the end of the day, you got to pay rent. You know, you got to put food on the table and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, as I said earlier on, I mean, I've no issue. Like, it's it's probably just a kind of indoctrination thing, you know, that when people see someone put out a product, maybe it's nearly like it's almost nearly like a defensive thing. Um, you know that they you know someone else is out there being successful. Turn off my Facebook page would be an idea. Uh, you know someone else else out there is, is being successful or doing something that they wish they could do or like put themselves out there and they nearly get like this sort of oh just you know wanting people's money but again I mean if the information that someone's putting out there is put out there with you know a genuine intent and it's really really good information well then that person has every right to put that out there and in fact I've heard Brian Grasso said this he's like he was saying basically that if you don't put information out there that could actually change people's lives like shame on you for not putting that out there
1: Exactly, yeah, it's, it's it, if you might have, and it's, we, we talked about this earlier before, there, there's a lot of different ways to package the same content, but if you're packing, packaging it in a way that is going to speak to someone that has not been spoken to before, that is fantastic, like if it is just something, like we are stupid animals, where we uh, have too much consciousness, like if we need to figure out a way that is going to convince people to follow the advice that you're giving them. So it, it all depends on really how you package that content and how you uh, you know, voice that content in there to see if you can get them to follow your nutrition program or follow your training program when in the past they weren't you know, actually putting in the, the dedicated effort because they weren't really convinced that the stuff was going to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just close up here now Kev, just maybe another two or three questions and then I'll let you go. What would you say have been the biggest mistakes? Now I know you, you kind of touched on uh, some stuff there when you're talking about like you know food and, and taking it easy or not being so hard on yourself. But what would you say have been the biggest mistakes that you've made up until now in your life, and definitely things maybe that you've you've learned and grown from?
1: Um, that's a that's a great question. That see that's always hard to do because you can have people on. All right yeah so to to be honest like i, I you know saying before i think a lot of times uh when you you do podcasts and stuff like that people are you know just give you like a, a basic uh boiler point answer but uh for me i'm a little bit too open when it comes to this stuff and same thing on my show I, I i would honestly say um you know the thing that i've needed to change my life is that uh really it is the case of saying yes more and relaxing like not to Hitting on that point, but um, you know, I've wasted a lot of time in my life uh, up until this point saying no, making excuses, saying I can't go to stuff uh, just because you know it wasn't a comfortable environment to be in, or you know it would have been too much of a hassle to drive that far um, or to make that trip. So I, I think that is one of the big things that people can can really make sure that they're doing in their lives to make it uh, more fulfilling. Because hell, like there could be. We could all go into nuclear war tomorrow. We could all start bombing the crap out of each other, um, you know. And it's you know what's all that stuff gonna matter if you're not you know making some great experiences, meeting meeting great people, and making sure that you know you're doing something that uh, you can look back on and be proud of.
0: And just personal question for me on that: Is this something you come to realize, or did someone say this to you, or how did you come about to this sort of uh, thought process?
1: I, I think it is uh it is it's a case of having it go on long enough and being able to recognize it long enough to then stopping and knowing that you need to make certain changes um, and I you know I've noticed up until this point in my life I focused way more on my career than I have on uh, you know my personal life I really focused on making sure that I'm doing great stuff at MBSC, I am doing like I mean, I I probably spend twelve hours a week on, or twelve hours, uh, you know, a month just on doing the fitcast stuff, and uh, then, well, at least that just producing it, but also like editing and stuff like that. But um, you know, spending so much time, whether it's doing that, doing, I do a video game podcast. I go on other people's podcasts uh, for for video game stuff as as a guest, and just trying to make sure I'm doing as much stuff uh, in terms of my professional life, and then for. Sacrificing the the personal life, like sac- like looking at my friends as they, you know, are doing great things, not just professionally but also you know socially, you know, starting to remind yourself of what you really want out of life and you know what is going to be important to you at the end of the day. Um, so it is. It's one of those things where you just kind of fill up that glass, and once it starts overflowing, you start recognizing it a little bit more. Um, but it is. I mean it's it's important to realize there's people around you that 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 care about you and you gotta make sure that you care that they care if that makes sense you have to make sure you don't just brush it off when you have really great people in your life Yeah, yeah.
0: no, that's great that's really really great because personally myself it's it's funny I, I suppose I'm a bit of a bit of an enigma in that one-on-one I'm an extreme extrovert one-on-one like I tell you I ain't one-on-one but in a group situation I'm extremely introverted, like, I hate going out, I just don't like going yeah. out, like, I, I am that guy that goes to bed at 9.30 at night, because I just prefer that, but it's just interesting that you kind of come from the same milk, and you're kind of saying, you know, maybe it is good to go to those nights, you, d- you never know what could happen, you could bump into someone that changed your life, because you decided to go out that one night, so, it's interesting, though, it's just, it's something I've kind of wrestled around with in my own mind, too, you know, that maybe sometimes I do need to, maybe, you know, put myself out there a little bit more, whereas...
1: It's priorities. Like you can't prioritize everything at once. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's when you really need to focus on, you know, a, a trip that you have coming up. and You're like, I want to drop ten pounds before my trip to, you know, Florida or something like that. You have to sacrifice other things to make sure that you can do that. We only have so much energy. Like if you think about, it, you have a hundred percent energy. You don't spend, you know, that hundred percent across all these different things. You yeah. can't just say, yeah. all right, I'm going to put a hundred percent of energy into this goal that I have for fat loss, and then I'm going to put know 50 percent into work and then i'm going to put another hundred percent into something else like no you, it's, it's literally impossible to do that uh unless you're uh like an outlier that is incredibly driven with unlimited energy at some point you're going to give in to something and something is going to be sacrificed so yeah, it's like it's like um, dan
0: it's like dan john's sort of article on free will or when he talks with free will he's like the fact you've got so much stuff that like you know that 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 uh, eats into that hundred percent He's like, you only have like this small little shaving foam can left of free will at the end of the day. So yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. 100, yeah, percent it's, it's very, very true. Uh, Kev, I, I just, would
1: just say, think about it. Just like yeah. you know, have some reflection. Think about it right now while you're listening to this, and just say, you know, is everything everything for today? Am I happy with all this stuff? Why am I not happy with it? How? What changes can I make that are not going to be incredibly uh, drastic? a small little thing like it is it is something as simple as saying yes when someone you know invites you to go out for for a beer or something like that and it's not going to have that much of an effect on your goals like a beer or two is not going to have effect on your goals and you know going out for a little bit and saying all right you know i can always watch that episode of whatever later like we live in a world where you can get anything on demand so don't worry about being almost the only thing you need to be live for is sports now that's about it
0: yeah Kev, okay, it's been an absolutely great interview we we'll just wrap up with uh two more questions so just for any of the listeners there um what resources would you recommend in terms of books um podcasts obviously you we'll talk about the fit cast you can mention that too but anything books dvds videos audio programs wh- like what would be your what would be your top resources to anyone and the, the resources could be for anything it could be for training could be for nutrition could be for health could be for self-development life spirituality whatever you name it
1: that's a good question. Um, I would say, if if you're looking for for good books and DVDs, uh, I mentioned her before, but Laurie Draper at uh, On Target uh, Publications does an amazing job uh, putting together books from from Dan John and and Gray Cook and uh, like just Mike Boyle, like a ton of different people, and they're they're not expensive. She does a uh, an amazing job getting the the pricing down on those while delivering high quality products. So this is, she is not sponsoring me. She's not telling me to say any of this stuff, but um, it is uh, probably one of my, my number one resources. And I obviously buy but I would say, I mean, Body Bible Online, like it's 40 bucks a month. Um, but if you think about what you would spend to go to a seminar and how much you can get out of this, this website, uh, the number one complaint that we ever get, people cancel is because like I don't have time to watch all this stuff. That's that's I swear to God that is the number one cancellation reason we get is I cannot I do not have enough time to watch all this content so I need to pause my subscription and then come back later uh, but we've had people that have been with the website since day one and you know they're still watching our staff meetings they share our staff meetings with their staff to show them the problems that we're having and it's probably gonna be similar problems and separate uh, similar uh, gyms and environments but uh, other than that, I would say, go to seminars do like if you're in Ireland area the isCI like you guys are bringing great people to Ireland to do talks I would jump on those immediately because you're saving a flight to the states or you're saving a flight uh, elsewhere to, to go check the stuff out um, whether it be Mike Boyle or Dan John, or like you said you said Thomas Plummer there turns of business and stuff and I know you guys are working on getting more people out there but um, yeah, outside of that Podcasts are just a great way to be able to digest this information whenever you want, uh, and that includes uh, you know, this podcast, going to Strength Coach Podcast with Anthony Renna, um, and it, Jonathan Fast used to do a podcast based on research, which uh, hopefully he's going to be bringing back at some point. Um, there's, there's really lots of great stuff out there, and the worst-case scenario with podcasts is that you listen to it, it was free, and you just delete it. Um, and same thing like with the fit cast, Just uh, I know we we're going to talk about that in a second but um, I've tried to be a little bit better about not being so uh, embarrassed to talk about it but it's like over 300 episodes like I've interviewed over 100 guests like there's uh, tons of people uh, on there from like every me- every name that we've mentioned today except Thomas Plummer has been on that show
0: yeah.
1: um, just because I focus on more on fitness and nutrition more general population but uh, as I mentioned before we had Mike Mullen come on for a two-parter on PRI, mm-hmm. um, I've had Dan John do some amazing stuff. Dan John brought me to tears on one of those episodes uh, in terms of the stuff that, that he brings to the table, and even uh, trying to bring many more female voices to the front uh, of Strengthening Condition, which is a very male-dominated industry, trying to bring some of uh, the most brilliant females in this industry uh, on the show to, to you know talk about what they're doing, because no, there's this whole discussion like should you train like a man or train like a woman. i like, don't worry about any of that stuff. But you're going to have to make sure that you know, or keep in mind that sometimes women are going to have a different mindset than men. You are going to need to talk to them differently and train them differently. They're going to have different uh, concerns and different uh, questions. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're getting uh, good female informa- uh, information from uh, you know good and great female coaches out there. Um, that are doing good stuff so and uh, in, for, in terms of books just get an audible account listen to uh, listen to biographies listen to biographies of uh, successful people I, I would say that's that's been really good to, to listen to that stuff just for inspiration and for you know just getting an idea of what made these people so successful and how you can implement that stuff in your life yeah big
0: time and then finally Kev just for in on the thick ass it's God it's how many years is that podcast going? I can, I can remember when uh, when I first met you at NBC, I was like, "You're Kevin Larvey from the Fitcast." You we were like, "Oh, you listen to my podcast?" I was like, yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, it started in April two thousand six, so it's coming up on the ninth year, Whoa. Uh, which is kind of gross. But um, it, it's been it's been a weird journey because if you've listened to the show since day one, you really get. I mean, hell, you're, that's, that, it has a third of my life has been recorded on that show, mm. um, and you can kind of hear how I grew as a coach from the first 50 episodes, which I can't go back and listen to uh, personally, because it's just like so weird listening to you from, from eight, eight or nine years ago talk about stuff, and you're like, man, I can't believe I sound like that or I talk like that, but um, just in terms of how things have changed in the industry, and uh, just how big of a honor it's been to talk to all these people like I literally started just so I could call up people like Eric Cressy or call up Bill Hartman on the phone and say hey I got some questions let's just record it too and maybe we'll send out a thing on we didn't even have Twitter or Facebook it was like maybe I'll post this on a forum and we'll see if we can get some questions for you from people that are listening to the listening to the show so that's kind of that's how all that started and now it's uh, up to 320 episodes by the time people listen to this it'll be 320 episodes out and uh, it's had its ups and downs There's had been times where I've been too busy to do it but uh, we've had some people that have really stepped up through Patreon uh, and helped support the show financially to make it more of a job and less of like stuff that I just do when I have some free time um, so it's been great to have some support from the audience too awesome
0: stuff, awesome Kev, where can people contact you?
1: If, if you want to get a hold of me, I think the best place these days is uh, you can go to probably through Twitter and just hit me a reply on there, um, just at uh, K-E-V-I-N-L-A-R-R-A-B-E-E. And I'm also uh, on Facebook. I pretty much accept any Facebook requests as long as you, you know, aren't crazy um, and <laughs> send me a thousand messages. But uh, you can go to uh, Facebook.com slash Kevin and then... Uh, If you just want to send me emails, if it's like in terms of the certification stuff, like if you have any questions, like like I said, I'll be straight up. If you have any questions or you feel like, you know, something is not being answered or you think we're doing something wrong, just email uh, support at certifiedfsc.com. And uh, for the FICAS, you can email me through there, kevin at the theficass.com as well to to get a hold of me. But uh, yeah, just lots of lots of ways to get a hold of me just search search on the internet i'm not the one that plays uh goalie for the army soccer team though
0: uh one thing i will say is that kev will literally answer any question you have with regards to the i was on my facebook the other day when i shared the link for the course coming up in february and uh there was like a question on there like something you know just like just one little question
1: well there's two questions skepticism what was that i mean it's just skepticism it's it's i i, mean, I said it at the start of the show like you know, why is Mike Boyle putting out a certification yeah, yeah. after he said that, you know, all these certifications are BS? It's because, I guess, like I said, I, I, I am prideful. I, I don't really, uh, we don't make a lot of money off this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it is, we're, we're charging, you know, basically enough to make sure that we can pay our coaches to go out there uh, because our facility brings in, you know, enough money for us. This is just kind of like an extra thing that we can try to do. You know to help people get our like our message out there get our programming out there but yeah. um i think the question was just like you know, why is mike boyle doing this this thing and like i like i said i will be i will answer any question that you have on it if you think you know this this you know aspect of it is bs you let me know because i promise you if you go to the certification and you try it like you, you will be blown away. We, our goal is to over deliver with this stuff, yeah. and uh, you know, you have my word that that we're going to do that, and we're going to make sure every time people come out, it's going to be a great experience. You're going to get a ton out of it, and you're not going to be in a room with 200 other trainers. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a personalized experience where you can go home and say, like I, we, I can't tell you how many emails that we get. It's like I cannot believe the experience we had with Kevin. Like he was just answer all of our questions. Like now that we've implemented this stuff at our facility. Like things have been drastically better um, and these are real people saying real things and um, we're just six months into it we just started this, we're not even six months we launched this thing like three months ago yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's just really in the early stages of things that we're doing and like you said, Precision Nutrition and FMS we get discounts on that um, and even through Perform Better everyone that is certified through uh, the CFSC gets discounts on all that stuff so it's uh, we're trying to over deliver like i said as much as humanly possible
0: yeah absolutely but the, the point i, I was going to make was that you literally will answer any question because that question was like up for like literally a few minutes on my facebook page which is fairly inactive and boom you're on it straight away i was like whoa so kevin will answer any sort of questions you got and the date for that is february 21st that's right kevin february 21st saturday february 21st at uh elite fitness and performance academy unit yeah 5. awesome gym yeah unit five um it's at uh, Brookfield Terrace in Black Rock in Dublin. So I'll have all those details in the show notes. Um, I'll also have a link to the certified functional strength host certification website. Um, and I'll also link the specific, um, the specific link for the certification in Dublin. So all that information will be in the show notes for anyone. And again, as, as Kevin said, you can contact him through Twitter or on his Facebook page as long as you're not crazy because we can tell crazy people on Facebook. So uh, that's pretty much it. Kevin Larby, any final parting words?
1: no just uh... thank you to everyone that that spent the time to, to listen to all this stuff and hopefully you get something out of it uh... and uh... like robbie said if you do have any questions do not hesitate to to ask and uh... i hope to see uh, a lot of people out there in dublin because i'm sure afterwards we're going to go out uh... for a night on the town too and do uh... You know part two of my, my dublin stuff but uh... <laughs> no, like for you know just to be serious for a second uh, so many people that came out to Functional Strength Coach 5 talked about you know, how much that information has made a difference, and we didn't get to even do any practical stuff. Uh, when we come out to Dublin, it's going to be all practical content, so um, if you really want to up your game as a coach or a trainer, um, you sh- should really check it out. Like, like I'm biased as hell, but... Damn, I, I, there's nothing that I've been more proud of in my life than what we put together with this.
0: All right, that's great, 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 uh, great way to end the show. So, for everyone listening, guys, as always, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, thanks for supporting the podcast. Keep leaving reviews on iTunes because apparently that bumps us up. So, that's it for today, guys. Take care, I'll talk to you soon, and stay strong. <laughs>